Hi, my name is Anna Minerick, and I'm a third-year neuroscience student and co-host of Lab Life. Today, we're talking to Sierra Sparks, a recent electrical engineering grad and Dalhousie's 92nd Rhodes Scholar. So to start off, where are you from, Sierra? Hi, um, yeah, I'm from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Nice. Um, and so why did you choose to pursue a degree in engineering? Yeah, so I mean, I've always been really interested in math and science, um, but I really liked the aspect of design in engineering. It really allows you to kind of be creative uh, with using the math and science. Um, but I really wasn't fully exposed to it until I was in junior high and my cousin, who's actually from Ontario, um, she was studying chemical engineering at Dalhousie um, while I was kind of in junior high. So I was able to um, kind of talk to her a lot more while she was doing her degree. And she talked to me about um, the things that she was doing in engineering, you know, a lot of the design aspects of it. And that really um, got me thinking kind of from an early age that engineering was something that I wanted to do. Um, in terms of kind of, I guess, my, my discipline choice, I wasn't really uh, certain about what kind of engineering I wanted to do. I, I knew, you know, engineering was generally what I wanted to do, but there's so many different things that you can um, do with it. And I, I originally actually wanted to do chemical engineering like my cousin, but um, once I started in first year, um, because Dalhousie has a general first year of engineering, so you kind of get exposure to all of the different disciplines of engineering in your first year, and then you decide. Um, and I just really ended up liking the, the physics and the math um, and the theory involved with electrical engineering. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up uh, there. And I, uh, you know, I wanted to stay relatively local and uh, Dal has a really great engineering and co-op program. So um, yeah, I've really enjoyed my time um, at Dal. Yeah. And are there any ex uh, experiences that you've had within your degree um, that you'd like to talk about or any advice that you'd want to give students? who are going into their first year of engineering, of engineering um, that you have for them? Yeah, so I would say the biggest piece of advice that I could give is to really try your best to be involved, um, whether it's kind of on campus in, you know, something that's relating to your field of study, um, whether it's student government, um, sports, you know, I've found for me uh, what I've gotten the most out of my degree is, you know, from those extracurricular involvements. And so for me, that was mostly taking shape in the form of being involved with the engineering society. So um, I started in first year kind of as a first year rep, uh, just kind of being introduced to the whole environment of being on an engineering society um, and on, I guess, a faculty society. And, you know, throughout uh, throughout my years at Dal, I've been, uh, you know, staying committed to the engineering societies and, uh, you know, working with the Women in Engineering Society, where I've been really fortunate to be able to do, you know, outreach with um, young women who may or may not be interested in pursuing engineering or STEM, but kind of telling them that it is something that they can do. And really, you know, because like I mentioned, I had my cousin when I was a lot younger. And for me, it's really important to um, you know, encourage young people um, and just, you know, let them know that it is an option for them, regardless of, you know, their background or um, honestly, even really their skills um, from, you know, a young age. Um, 
I find for engineering, I, I think honestly that it's something that everyone can pursue because yes, there's a lot of math and science and that can, I guess, sometimes uh, make people stray away from it. But, you know, there's also a huge creativity and design aspect of it as well. And some of my um, best friends in engineering, um, you know, they're some of the most creative people that I know and that's how they're really doing well in engineering. So that's kind of been you know, being involved around campus, uh, you know, I get to meet all of these people uh, who have a lot of different skill sets. And, you know, I've really been fortunate to learn from them and, uh, you know, hear from their experiences and um, really, you know, meet students, not even just at Dalhousie, but, um, you know, engineering is a really big community across Canada as well. And um, they have conferences every uh, every year. And since my second year, I've been, you know, going to as many engineering conferences, uh, student run conferences um, as, as I can. And, you know, currently I'm with the Canadian Federation of Engineering Students. And it's just, you know, a phenomenal way to just meet students from, you know, so many different backgrounds. And uh, it's really been probably the most memorable part of my degree is just, you know, those extracurricular involvements and getting those leadership and communication skills um, kind of outside of the classroom and, um, you know, working with other students, uh, you know, within engineering, but, you know, that aren't necessarily coming from the same uh, background and experiences that I am. Yeah. Um, and within your engineering uh, degree, you have an opportunity to complete a co-op where you have certain work terms. Uh, so did you complete in your engineering degree? Yeah, so I did the co-op program. So um, at Dal for the engineering program, the co-op program actually starts in third year, but I ended up doing an internship kind of in the summer between second and third year. So I've done a total of four four-month work terms uh, slash co-ops. And so my first one was at Nova Scotia Power, where I was working on a streetlight conversion project. Um, and then, so that was locally in Nova Scotia. And then my second one, uh, my first official co-op was at General Dynamics Mission Systems, which is a defense company uh, situated in Ottawa. And I was working on software testing there. Uh, my next co-op was at Syncrude in Alberta. Um, and I was working with the communications distribution team. So working with fiber optics and wireless communications. And then finally, my last work term was actually this past summer, um, which was obviously during um, the COVID-19 pandemic. So I actually was able to do some of it remotely. And it was just with a local ultrasound uh, tech development startup um, right across from the Victoria General um, Hospital. Um, so kind of right by the, the Cheb. And um, that was really cool um, and definitely my favorite work term experience. I'm actually going back to work there um, for a few months uh, before I start grad school. But, um, you know, co-op has been just phenomenal. I mean, all of my work term experiences have been completely different. But, uh, you know, I really liked that because it really solidified, you know, what I did want to do and what I maybe didn't want to do as well. And it's just really um, it's a nice way to, you know, there are only four months, so you can really try something new that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone. You know, um, for me, I grew up in Nova Scotia my whole life. So I, 
you know, being able to travel outside of Nova Scotia for some of my work terms was uh, also something that I was really looking forward to and was a really great opportunity for me to kind of get that exposure without um, having to, I guess, commit to working full time there or, you know, uh, something kind of more extended than the four months. And then if it worked out, then, uh, you know, it was great. Yeah. um, What type of what was it about the startup environment that you liked so much uh, during your last co-op term? Yeah, so for me, I really liked the startup environment because so at this company, there's about 20 people working there um, and, you know, everyone knows everyone. And um, it was really just nice to be able to go into the office um, when, you know, when the COVID uh, restrictions allowed. Um, and, you know, one of the supervisors would often bring in his dog to the office, which I would never have seen in, you know, some of the bigger companies, just seeing dogs roam around. Um, and it was just, you know, just a super friendly um, environment. Uh, but what I really liked from it is that the work that you're doing is you can tell that it's very meaningful. Um, and, you know, when there's only 20 people working there or, you know, when you're in that startup environment, you can really see the work that you're doing being applied to that company and how they're actually using it. So, um, you know, for me as, you know, a co-op student, that was something that I really enjoyed because it really motivated me to put forward my best work. And, uh, you know, I learned so much because instead of having, you know, one very focused job in kind of a big company, um, everyone was kind of working on a lot of different things. And, you know, I learned so much, um, even when I was working remotely for the first half of my four month work term, um, it was just really great to learn from, you know, everyone and feel comfortable asking questions um, because I, I am definitely the type of person that learns uh, through asking a lot of questions. Uh, and it was just a really comfortable, um, but really motivating environment because everyone kind of celebrates everyone um, and knows everyone and, Um, Like I said, you can really see where your work is um, kind of being applied in that uh, environment. Yeah. What exactly were you doing at this startup company? What was your role? And um, I guess what is the company all about? Yeah. So um, I'll just give a little brief um, intro to the company. So the company is Daxonics Ultrasound. So it was actually founded um, a few years ago by some Dalhousie uh, professors. So there's actually a lot of people that are working there that are, you know, also cross-appointed faculty members at Dalhousie within the biomedical um, engineering departments, uh, and as well people who are currently studying towards uh, master's and PhDs, uh, and people who have master's and PhDs. So there's a lot of people who have an academic background as well, which was really cool to see. Um, but they are an ultrasound, uh, a high frequency ultrasound consulting company. So basically they have um, clients all across the world, um, which was really cool, um, kind of working with clients that were in different time zones for some projects um, and different continents. Um, and they basically are developing ultrasound transducers. So essentially the devices that create the ultrasound waves for when you're making an ultrasound image. Um, And that can be, you know, for uh, a lot of different applications, not just kind of pregnancy ultrasounds. Um, It's also used for imaging when there's, you know, spinal injuries, um, you know, imaging the brain, things like that. Um, And they basically take the requirements from 
their um, clients and then they build a very unique to that client um, kind of product that can meet their frequency needs. So depending on the application, you need either a higher or a lower frequency um, of operation so that you can get kind of the best image quality. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of really cool things that um, they're kind of working on there. So, you know, me being from an electrical engineering background, I was working a lot on kind of the circuit boards. So we call them PCBs, printed circuit boards. Um, I was working on designing those. So essentially designing them so that they were um, compact, but also could fit all of the circuit elements that we needed. Um, and then I was also working on the manufacturing of the, you know, the whole transducer as a whole. So um, that was involving a lot of different things, kind of, they have a a lab uh, within their um, their office. So that was involving, you know, a lot of fabrication steps, um, a lot of testing, seeing, you know, if it matches the um, acoustic properties. So if the frequency is what we expected it to be, if the electrical impedance or resistance is what we expect it to be, um, things like that. Um, so I really got exposure to a lot of different um, aspects. And of course, you know, there's the documentation piece as well, um, making sure that when we're developing things, we're keeping track of, uh, you know, how to use them, um, essentially, and also, you know, um, the build steps and making sure that we're following those procedures. Um, so I kind of was doing a lot of different things uh, with, you know, from the electrical side of the manufacturing. Um, but I even kind of touched a little bit on, you know, mechanical properties like building um, and, you know, uh, building the casing for those transducers so that they can basically be ergonomic. Um, so it's easy to handle, um, you know, working on um, we have like this lapping machine, uh, they call it, which basically uh, thins out the material so that, you know, you put it on this machine. It has a gauge and it tells you how much, um, you know, at this level they're taking off um, on the scale on the scale of like micrometers. So they really need to be very precise in their measurements because um, a really small amount of material can really affect the performance of the transducer. And so they have really special equipment to make sure that they're taking off the exact amount. So I was working with, with that machine and um, a lot of different stuff. So it was really cool, um, but kind of the, the overall goal was, you know, in that transducer development, that was the team that I was, that I was on. It sounds like a really cool co-op experience. Uh, what is what's some advice that you'd give for students who are applying for different co-op positions while they're in engineering at Dell? Yeah, so um, I would definitely recommend um, applying to a bunch of different experiences, um, especially in your first term. Uh, for me, I really, you know, I always kind of thought that I wanted to do biomedical engineering as like a specialty later on, but I wasn't completely set on that. And, you know, even within biomedical engineering, there's so many different um, things that you can do with it. I mean, I focused on imaging, uh, like I mentioned at that ultrasound startup, but, you know, there's so many different things that you can do outside of that. And so for me, you know, I applied to so many different jobs in my, in my first job uh, or my first co-op term, I should say. And, you know, I really liked that because, um, it gives you a little bit more flexibility. And honestly, you never really know what you want to do until 
until you try it. And so, um, you know, definitely try what you think you want to do. Um, but especially for your first term, um, when you're ha when you have at least three work terms, um, you know, being a little bit more flexible in your first one is, uh, probably going to pay off and, you know, skills that you develop, uh, you know, in any work term are probably going to be valuable later on, even if it's something that you don't necessarily think. So for me, you know, I wasn't, quite sure if I wanted to do software development or not. Um, and that's what I did in my first work term. And so I ended up doing a lot of software testing and realized that maybe that wasn't for me. <laughs> um, but there were aspects of that job um, that I really enjoyed. Like I really enjoyed um, kind of the independent nature of the work and being able to kind of work on my own time and things like that. Um, and I also just really developed my my programming skills, um, as would be expected with a software development job. Um, but that really helped me with, um, honestly, my classes the next semester and also in my future work terms, kind of leveraging those skills. Um, so really, you know, at the end of the day, it is only a four month work term. And so if it's something that you really don't necessarily even end up liking, um, you'll probably still get a lot of valuable experience out of it. And if it is something that you really like, then that's even better. Um, especially if it's something that, you know, maybe you weren't sure if you'd like it or not. Um, and I've had that experience too, where, you know, I took a job, um, the one in Alberta, um, and I wasn't really sure if it was something that I would like or not. Um, it, but, you know, with the communications aspect, uh, which I was, you know, focused on wireless communications and fiber optic communications, cabled projects. Um, and, you know, a lot of that theory that I was learning kind of on that job really applied directly to not only my studies, but also um, to the medical imaging that I was really interested in. There's a lot of overlap in those theories. And so, that's what you'll find, you know, a lot of engineering jobs. Um, that's where you really get to learn a lot of the stuff. You know, you learn stuff in school, of course. Um, but I found that, you know, I learn a lot more quickly when I'm doing something on the job. And so that's why co-op is really great. And getting kind of different co-op experiences is really great because then you're um, developing a lot more skills, but you're also figuring out what you like and, and what you don't like. So I would definitely recommend kind of um, applying to a lot of different opportunities. Um, and of course, you know, limiting it on where, uh, you know, where it would be feasible for you to live is obviously very important um, and, you know, um, things like that. But outside of that, you know, uh, in terms of the, the work that you'll be doing, um, being flexible to that uh, because on, at the end of the day, you'll be learning a lot of valuable skills. Awesome. Um, and I know that when we talked yesterday before the interview, you said that you'd also completed a biomedical certificate. And I was wondering if you could talk a bit more about what a certificate in engineering means. And then we also talked a bit about the capstone project. So if you could talk about those two elements of your degree a little bit for students who might not know what they are. For sure. Yeah. So um, for the biomedical engineering certificate, um, it's actually a relatively new I guess, undergraduate certificate, they call it, um, that Dalhousie's offering through the Faculty of Engineering. And um, I think the first graduating class was actually just uh, this past year. So uh, it is brand new. And essentially, it gives you, um, it's comparable to a minor, but um, because in engineering, we don't usually have minors, but 
Um, it's kind of a separate certificate that just says that this is something that you specialized in. So for that, um, basically re the requirements are, um, there's a few classes that you do in electrical engineering that count towards their certificate. So signal analysis, um, which I mentioned, you know, I was doing a lot of that in my imaging job. Um, so you can kind of see where that plays a part into the biomedical engineering nature. Um, but the big, the big part is having, um, sorry, <laughs> um, the big part is having like a capstone project, which, you know, a capstone project is basically in engineering. We have a full year um, over two semesters project that you usually do in groups of two to four. Um, and you can be paired with an industry partner. You can be paired with professors. Um, but basically you're solving, it's very close to almost a research project. Um, and your supervisor gives you kind of a problem to solve. And uh, you kind of use the tools that you've developed throughout your degree. So this is a senior year project. Uh, you use those tools to approach that solution. And so, you know, for me, my capstone project um, because I wanted to do this certificate, um, I had to do a capstone project that was relating to biomedical engineering in some way. And so I was working with, I had three other people on my team and we were working with um, actually the ultrasound company that I was working for this summer. So, you know, that's another plus to the capstone is that sometimes there's job opportunities tied to it if you, um, you know, have a good relationship with your supervisors. Um, but our, our job was essentially to design an ultrasound transducer. Um, so kind of the things that I was talking about earlier uh, for imaging the lumbar spine. And, you know, we needed it to be a high frequency um, for the specific applications. Um, and the goal was essentially to reduce the number of, um, you know, when people have herniated discs and conditions like that, um, they often require follow-up surgeries because they're not necessarily uh, decompressing the nerves in the spine correctly. And so the goal is to have this um, transducer that can essentially image that region so that they know that they're um, compressing and decompressing the spinal nerves so that uh, they don't need those follow-up surgeries. Um, so it was really cool to be kind of working on that project, uh, you know, with the industry, but also with, um, it was with a couple Dalhousie professors as well. Um, and so, you know, the capstone project is a really central part to the engineering degree. Um, and everyone doing an engineering degree um, in Canada actually completes a capstone project um, as part of it. And so you really get a lot of flexibility. Um, it's very much meant to kind of simulate what it would be like, I guess, you know, in the real world as, you know, a working professional engineer. Um, but also, you know, there's, depending on the project, you know, for us, there was a lot of research and development going into that project. Um, and so that was part of the certificate. And then there's a few other, you know, it depends on um, what degree, uh, like what engineering major you're doing. But for me, I had to take two additional electives. So um, I took polymeric biomaterials, which was um, very uh, chemistry and uh you know, materials focused, which was really interesting because it's very different from electrical engineering. Um, and then I also took a biomedical engineering um, elective, which was just called biomedical engineering. And it was offered through the electrical engineering department. And that one really focused on medical imaging because that's where a lot of electrical engineers um, work when they're working in biomedical engineering. And then also in electrophysiology, 
um, which is another big part where um, electrical engineers can kind of work in uh, in the future. So um, I just wanted to ask how you were able to kind of maintain a work-life balance when you're involved in all these things and how your extracurriculars kind of played into that? Yeah, so um, if anything, I'd say the extracurriculars actually helped me with that work-life balance. Um, and I say that because um, a lot of the friends that I met were through these extracurricular involvements. Um, you know, some of my best friends I met in the first week of engineering because we were all doing um, the engineering society together and we're still, you know, best of friends now. Um, and, you know, it's really, I, I find that, you know, I need a break a lot of the time when I'm, you know, focused on school and, you know, doing my schoolwork. Um, that's all great. And I love the work that I'm doing. Um, you know, that's why I'm going to pursue graduate studies. Um, but, you know, it's really important to take breaks as well. And for me, um, I like to be busy because otherwise um, I get bored quite easily. <laughs> um, and so, you know, being with these extracurriculars was a really great way for me to stay busy, but also, um, you know, relax and be using, uh, you know, a different part of, I guess, my mind, you know, not focusing completely on the academics, but, um, you know, being more social and planning social events and, you know, again, these were, you know, engineering focused societies for the most part. But, um, you know, I was also on the rugby team, which um, really was a whole different environment. And, you know, I got to meet a lot of different people. Um, and, you know, I just really find that these extracurriculars, um, it's really important to just find what's um, what you value, like as a person. And, you know, for me, that's really making those connections and developing the communication skills um, and just really enjoying uh, my time and um, seeing, you know, where I can have that impact on, uh, you know, people who may want to do engineering, you know, uh, for a lot of these societies, outreach is a really pivotal part of them. And so um, I get a lot of energy from being able to speak with people who might be interested in pursuing engineering. Um, it always just kind of brings a smile to my face, being able to talk about my experiences and things like that. And so um, you know, I always try to make time for that. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about what um, what you want to make time for, uh, you'll make the time for. Um, but, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, work-life balance, um, it's definitely important to take breaks. And, you know, even these um, extracurricular involvements can become, you know, they can become busy as well, of course. And so um, I just like to, you know, take for me it's you know on the weekends I like to you know take a little bit of a breather um and you know kind of take in what I'm doing for the week and uh but you know I really get energy from I'm definitely an extrovert so I really get energy from being around other people and so those um extracurriculars especially in this remote environment um with you know online classes and such have been really really helpful for me just being able to talk to other people and um, work with them outside of school. Yeah. Uh, so what's kind of your dream job and your next steps moving forward? I know that you'll be starting uh, your master's program at Oxford um, this fall. So I guess, where do you see yourself in the future? Yeah, so my, my dream job is definitely to be a professor. Um, I want to work in academia because I really, you know, just through doing a lot of this outreach work um, and, you know, talking with people, um, education is something that I 
am just really passionate about. And um, I would love to be able to, you know, talk about the theories of electrical and biomedical engineering. I could talk about them all day, <laughs> um, you know, before getting carried away with myself. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, just from past experiences and, you know, just talking with professors, it's something that I just really uh, think that I would really enjoy a lot. Um, you know, having, being able to teach and, you know, have an impact on potentially on someone's future career, I think is, you know, something that you definitely um, offers a lot of responsibility, but, um, you know, it's really, um, really amazing and really cool to see that, um, you know, as a professor, um, you know, having that flexibility to be able to kind of teach it your way and uh, really interact with students, um, you know, something that I, I would love to do um, and, you know, have my own lab and be able to supervise future graduate students and undergraduate students as well who are working in the lab. Um, I think that would be a, a, a privilege, um, honestly, and just, you know, uh, really exciting to see, I guess, the next generation of students uh, working in the electrical and biomedical engineering fields. Thank you so much, Sierra, for coming in and speaking to us, or I guess speaking to us. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. And yeah, best of luck in the fall. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.